This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back. It's our 8 o'clock hour. Later in the hour, I want to run by my two athletes today, Barrett Brooks, Keith Jones. What I see the Eagles doing right now, and it's fascinating, it's the us against them approach. I'm seeing the way they're talking, including me, by the way, they're attacking me now, but they are building the bunker to get into that. It's us against the world. We're going to kick some ass. It's a good way to do it. It's a good approach. I like it. It's often. It's common, but it worked five years ago with the dogs and it it may work again this time. That's a good idea. On the line, a man who knows about all this stuff, Back in the post game, loving to see him on there, Mr. Ray Dinager. Ray, what was it like getting back out there? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I got to tell you, I really did enjoy it, especially on a night like that. There was nothing but good things to talk about. So, yeah, it was it was great to be back. And you're and you're you're absolutely right. I mean, the Eagles are doing their best to try and create an us against them, yeah, an us against them mentality. And you know what? It always works. It does in, in, in sports. It all it doesn't. It, and Jonesy can speak to this. It, it, it doesn't matter what sport. Us against them always works. So you have to feel slighted. You have to feel something to help motivate yourself, right, to get that little extra edge? Well, it, it, yeah, it does. And it always. I, sometimes I just have to laugh because sometimes these, you know, the guys are trying to create this us against them, and it doesn't exist. Only, it only exists in their mind. You know, we've seen teams, you know, we, I mean, the, the Miami Dolphins, the, the perfect team in 1972, they, went, they, they were saying, no, you know, nobody respects us. That's right. I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> true. That's true. And, 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 you know, there was some, I, I kind of got it because they were undefeated going into the Super Bowl, and they were underdogs to Washington. Wow, which, they were? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I think that's almost. I think that's almost where the, the us against them thing kind of started. I really do, because the Dolphins made a big, big deal about that. We're undefeated. We beat the Steelers. I mean, we, we beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh to get to the Super Bowl. We're here sixteen and zero, and we're underdogs to the Washington Redskins. And you know, and that was where, and it, it worked beautifully. It absolutely worked beautifully. And then everybody else has kind of been borrowing the same script. Absolutely. All right, let's look at the script that the Eagles used Saturday night, Ray. I'm going to start on offense. Um, They ended up running the ball 44 times. I'm sure some of that was dictated by the big lead they had. But, Ray, do you think going in they finally realized we're a top-five run game, they're a bottom-five run defense, we are going to pound them? Because that is where they had their way. They controlled the game there. Yeah, well, they knew. I mean, all they had to do was just look at the film of the first of the game they played up in the Meadowlands a month ago. Uh, you know, when Hertz was before Hertz got hurt, uh, and they just—I mean—they could run the ball anytime they wanted to and get whatever they wanted on the ground in that game. I mean, they're 
the Eagles offensive line and their whole offensive design, their running game um, was just was just such a bad matchup for the for the Giants that they knew they could go there anytime they wanted to and really control the game. Uh, and so it made sense if they really thought that Hertz was back to, if not fully a hundred percent, pretty close or close enough that that was, that was the way to go in this one was just to, you know, just simplify it. I mean, just go out there and let your offensive line just take control of the game, which they did. I mean, 200, you know, 44 rushing attempts for 268 yards. Um, even, even in a year when running, when the running of the ball kind of came back to the NFL this year, I mean, it was, that was one of the, the I thought one of the storylines of the season was that uh, across the NFL, across the 32 teams, the rushing average for the entire league was higher than it had ever been uh, this year. I mean, regardless of who the teams is, they, everybody, they can, the cumulative average rushing attempt per, per carry was 4.5 yards, which wow. is the highest it had ever been. So what you're seeing is everybody talks about it being a passing league, and you need the passing game for sure. But teams that wanted to run the ball and were good at running the ball, were teams that won, and uh, and the Eagles were certainly the prime example of that. I love that. I love what the Bengals did to the Bills. Josie, you see them running oh, yeah. among like, on the other side of the Easy. ball, right? On the other side of the ball. Am I wrong here? But did Gannon move his coverage up tighter on the receivers? Were they playing a lot more press coverage than they had? I thought I thought they were. Yes, I thought they were. I thought they were playing. I thought they tightened up the secondary uh, and. Uh, it made sense because if you looked at what the Giants were able to do against Minnesota, um, you know, the Minnesota defense, Ed Donatel, their defensive coordinator, which is why he's unemployed as of this morning, uh, <laughs> sat, in that, sat, in that, sat in that soft zone defense the entire game. Uh, and Daniel Jones just cut him to pieces. And they never adjusted. And, you know, I mean, if the Eagles and Jonathan Gannon had a full week to look at that film and say, well, you know, we can't do that. I mean, I mean, Gannon is, a, is essentially a zone defender. I mean, that's what he does. That's kind of his calling card. But I think he saw what the Giants were able to do last week, fully expected, knowing the Giants were probably going to expect to see the same thing when he came into Philadelphia. And Gannon threw him a few change-ups, and it really helped. I mean, you saw that uh, – yep that Jones wasn't able to get the ball out nearly as quick as he was doing in Minnesota, and all he had to do was hold the ball that extra beat or two, and that Eagles pass rush got to him. Hey, Ray, that's the next thing I want to ask you about is a pass rush because the Eagles were middling a year ago at the pass rush, and now they're the best in the league. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, well, i got to start with Reddick because Reddick just looks like he made everybody else better. Talk a little bit about the impact Reddick's addition has meant to that offense, uh, defensive line. Tremendous! It was a great signing, a wow. great signing, and, and I and I thought that from the minute it happened. Uh, and actually, when I was looking at the free agent market, uh, and I was looking at people that I thought would be a great fit for the Eagles, Reddick was the first guy I thought of because he's he's just a natural pass rusher. He's just, he's just got that ability. Uh, he's got great timing. Uh, he's quick off the ball, uh, and even though he's not the biggest guy, he's really strong. Uh, and uh, I mean, he's, and he's been very successful in a couple of different systems. I mean, he, he was drafted by Arizona, and he was a double-digit sack guy there when they finally figured out that they should put him on the edge and not make him a middle linebacker. Once they put him on the edge, he became tremendously effective. And then he leaves there, and he goes to Carolina in a totally different system, and he's a double-digit sack guy there. So, I mean, to me, I thought, boy, you bring him to Philadelphia, you, know, you bring him this guy home, uh, as hungry as he is and as talented as he is, 
you know, if you're looking for that other guy that can be the complement on the other side of Brandon Graham or, J- or Josh Sweat, he's the perfect guy. He's a perfect fit. So, you know, give Howie Roseman credit. I mean, he identified that right away and went after him and signed him. And you're right. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, you're going to have, the, you know, Nick Bosa, who's going to be coming in here this week playing for San Francisco, who's really a good player, really good player. I mean, he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. And it's hard to argue against it. I mean, he's really been that good. But I would tell you that as valuable as Nick Bosa has been to the 49ers, Hassan Reddick has been all of that and more for the Eagles. I mean, he has been the single biggest difference maker on that defense. All right, Ray, I never ask you about the next opponent, but since you brought it up, I just had one. I just want to uh, – we'll be talking to you later in the week about the matchup on Sunday. But Brock Purdy is the last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. And he is coming in for an atmosphere he has never seen. Right. right. They are asking a lot for him to be able to perform at a high level in the NFC Championship game as a seventh-round rookie, aren't they? Yeah, well, um, a rookie quarterback has never taken a team to a Super Bowl, and there's, you know, there's a reason for that. I mean, you know, some rookie quarterbacks have taken teams to the championship game. Uh, Mark Sanchez did that. You know, Joe Flacco yep. did that. Right. Um, but they didn't win it. Um, and there's a reason for that. It's hard to it's hard to do. Uh, and that's what they're and and you're talking about guys. You know, Sanchez was a first round pick. Flacco was a first round pick. This kid was the last pick in the draft. Yeah. So so you're really. I mean, what what they're asking of this kid is unprecedented. You'll probably never see it again. Um, but he has played very well. I will say this: um, the last two games. The game against Seattle and the game last night, um, you saw some signs of a little bit of antsiness. You know, I mean, I give the kid credit. I mean, he made some throws that helped them win the game, but he didn't look as confident. He did. He looked. There were times when he looked kind of looked like a rookie, uh, and the statistics kind of bear that out. If you look at his passer, his, his past success against the Cowboys under what you would call pressure, when they had pressure on him. Um, he was 3-for-11, and his quarterback rating was 39. Wow. Uh, now, when he had time, and give them credit, I mean, they gave him time a lot, then he was much more effective. But pressure bothered him in this game. And here he's going to be coming in playing the biggest game he's ever played in his life in an incredibly hostile environment uh, against a team that's led the league in sacks. So this is going to be by far the biggest test he's faced, and I guess we'll get to see just how good he really is. And we'll talk a lot more on Tuesday. Ray Dittage, it's great to hear you back, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right, Ray.